0: This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Hello, family and friends. I'm Renette Marburg, ready to meet with you on my program, Rise. On this program, we have honest and truthful conversations around family challenges relevant to you. Rise. On Radio K Pulpit, 729 AM. Finding God's truth for a way forward together. Good afternoon, family and friends. Welcome. Thank you for joining me this afternoon. Renette Marburg on Radio K Pulpit on 729 AM. And this is the program where we give you hope, guidance and wisdom and knowledge when real life happens in the family. We discover... We, we Sorry, we discuss relevant and often unspoken issues in the family, in truth and in love. And today we have got an extraordinary... A very extraordinary, very special guest. We have Rosemary Ruder all the way from Afeshuk um, on uh, going to be on our line, and she's a pastor, and she's a prophetic mentor, and a public speaker, and an artist. And we are so privileged to have her today. She's really going to deal with a topic that has affected all of us. We've all had a family member that we've lost, maybe, or a friend, or a colleague. Or a sibling, and this has really been a tough year for us as a as a nation, as globally. So I would love to encourage you today that Rosemary has been through that path, and she has got such an incredible way that she's navigated. From Going from one uh, point of life to hope and being really celebrating life um, after losing someone. But first of all, we are going to listen to uh, Speak Life, very apt for, for right now, uh, by Toby Mack. Good afternoon. Thank you so much for joining me this afternoon. It's Renette Meierberg on seven two nine AM and we are so privileged to have Rose Ruder on the line with us today. And we are going to be talking about losing a loved one and life, how we navigate life after that. Rosemary, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you so much for the invitation, Renette. It's wonderful to be on your program.
0: I'm so privileged to have you today. I think it is just perfect timing. I've I've really been looking for an opportunity to really have you on my program sometime. And um yeah. I know that you've I've just learned so much from your teachings. I think the Lord answered me with the whole COVID thing that I could actually be under your teaching. <laughs> I tell you now. It's been a lifeline for me on all levels. <laughs> and i really appreciate you so much so i just want to you. welcome you and um you know we we've been going through so much as a nation globally yes. and it's affected every person every family member every colleague every um teachers you know frontline yes. workers it's just affected everybody the covid Death has been in everybody's faces. I've also just had COVID yeah. and my family members. Yeah. And, you know, it's affected everyone. But we also yeah. know that there is life after some losing someone. And, you know, at this time, I just found that, uh, um, especially as pastors, uh, you know, people that have been pastors, that have passed on, yeah. um, you know, people, you know, the enemy uses this time to discredit uh as followers of Jesus, and where is yeah. the healing and all that. But you know, you know the journey. Yeah. So I would love you to yeah. share your journey of um, Lionel having, your husband having a stroke, and then that journey first of all, and then mm-hmm. up until his passing. So please just yeah. give us a little bit of a background of who you are and where you've been on this journey until now.
1: Sure. So um good afternoon to everybody that's listening on Live today. And thank you, Renette, for the invite. It's wonderful. The many years of being in ministry, often people would say to me, When are you going to get onto T V and radio? <laughs> and I would and I would always say to them, In God's time, so when you contacted me, Renee, and said, Would you come on? I said, it's yeah, a definite yes. I know oh, the time is right. So Thank you for being my maiden voyage on a show on the radio. Uh, so, yes, uh, my husband and I, we met when we were 16 and 19. And uh, married, I was married uh, when I was 19 and he was about 23. And we came to a rededication of our lives to Jesus three years into our marriage and quickly found ourselves studying and going into full time ministry here in the South Peninsula of a little place called Fishhook, where we have pastored the church for uh, 35 years. It was our heart's delight to be used of God. We had three little children at that time one, three, and five. Mm-hmm. So you can imagine it was very full. Yes. struggling a baby on the hip and a baby in a pram <laughs> and, and one, the uh, <laughs> one dragging behind. And we did a lot of open air meetings, mm-hmm. uh, seven months open air with three kids and my mom and my dad, Lionel, myself and whoever. So there was no time to be bored or contemplate anything other than life in Jesus. It was really phenomenal. Traveled to many nations. Uh, God has used me primarily in the prophetic yes. and my husband definitely an apostolic builder, knows how to build church, helped pastors write documents to register their churches in Africa and in other nations of the world. And so the eventful day came uh first of all in twenty eleven, while my husband was on a missions trip, he came back quite not so well and to find out that he had a silent heart attack. Sure. Now, that was in 2011, and the reason it was a silent heart attack was because he was a diabetic, and a lot of the nerve ends, we don't feel that pain, oh. but you see this, yes, but you see the symptoms. His body started swelling, keeping water, um, oh he goodness. was very weak, couldn't walk, and so the doctor said, no, silent heart attack, and that stepping back, but he recovered from it. The stroke had happened, and as the cardiologist said, the horses are already bolted. There's no yes, operation yes, yes, yes. that can be done mm-hmm. now. Done. So he was put on heart medication. But the big day came on the 1st of May 2015. When we woke up in the morning, I could see when I woke my husband that something wasn't right and called the emergency services. and rushing around, getting a bag and tablets together off to the government hospital. And um, we were there for four days, and they were not sure. Was it a heart attack or was it a stroke or was it a heart attack and a stroke? Yes. Quite complicated. I was very frustrated and yet so covered in a bubble of grace naively thinking within seven days we'll be home and life will go on, having mm-hmm. no idea, thank goodness, that there are some things the Lord doesn't reveal the whole thing to us. Even with the prophetic promises of God, He shows us the mountaintops. He says, you will go to nations, you will see the dead raised, whatever the prophecy is. Yes. He doesn't say during that time and that time you're going to go through a Stretching and a training school called Life.
0: That's, <laughs> so, that is so true.
1: <laughs> so the stroke had happened, and on the evening of the fourth day, I got, as I woke up, uh, I'm sorry, the morning of the fifth day, I got a phone call from a friend that was in Chicago, a South African living in Chicago, had heard about this. And so, so said, please sent me a WhatsApp and said, "Please let me know when you're awake, I will phone you. I said, I'm awake. It was like five o'clock in the morning for us here in South Africa. And he phoned. And he said, I know God's promises over Lionel's life. And I want to take it because the Lord has shown me I want to take this on. Will you move him to this private hospital and gave me the name? and he will pay the whole bill. And I said to him, I can never pay you back, and we don't have a medical aid. Why would you do this? And he said to me, it's kingdom time, yes. and I want to help you, and the day will come that you will help somebody else. And I said, thank you so much. And so we moved into a very good hospital where the plan sprang into action. We had... Um, mid-brain, left side of his brain stroke that left him not able to use his right side. So he couldn't walk. He lost most of his speech. He couldn't use his uh, right hand any longer. Um, he actually didn't know his children's names or oh, my name. it must have been devastating. And yet, it was quite a shock. Hmm. And yet the Lord said to me, I want you to protect him and watch over him while he's in hospital because he cannot actually represent himself. And so every day I went to the hospital and I was always a bit intimidated by the medical field. I always felt they were so together and trained and I was just this little kid. But now I had to get to know these doctors and these specialists what a wonderful surprise to find out how many Christians are in this wonderful medical field. And they went to a lot lot of trouble. Even went onto the website to read up a little bit about Lionel's journey and came to his bed and said, so you are a, a preacher, a teacher and a doctor in theology. And we want to assure you, we will get you back into your pulpit. (laughs) And we were so touched by their grace and their love during that time. And And with our caring staff Mm. and a family that stood with us and said, Mom, Dad, we are with you for the long haul. We are with you right to the end in this. We are here for you. And so in times of trouble like this, we really need people, even though we're in isolation, we need people that will affirm that they are there for one another. Absolutely. So from 2015 until he passed away in 2018, there were so many trips back to the hospital as he had minor strokes or he had kidney infection, he went into kidney failure, he was in nappy. He had to have an inline catheter. Um, he had a wheelchair. And when I brought him home from the rehab, I was his nurse. I had to get him to, in the beginning, try to get him to the loo every two hours. It oh, was massive. Quite real a real task on
0: your, on, on your hands. Something completely yes. taken you out, out of, of your norm.
1: Out of my comfort zone. Mm. And the Holy Spirit. When I cried out to the Lord, the first thing the Lord said to me, I want you to serve Lionel as, Abraham, uh, sorry, as Sarah mm-hmm. served Abraham and called him Lord. Mm-hmm. I knew that I could not rely on my diary and my public persona of ministry, that I had to cancel everything. And give my attention to this amazing husband We had a very, good marriage and we adored one another and now I had to serve him and that sounds very admirable and very romantic but there were many days putting on his socks that he could still feel as he started to learn to walk and he never recovered full mobility but he was able to do more than he could in the beginning was expected of him yes, I put on his socks and he would say "So." It was still hurting his feet, mm. and on the fifth time, I would say, "Holy, uh, say, Father, I can't do this. I'm so stretched now." And he would say to me, "Rose, if you do this in the spirit, you'll succeed. But if you do this in the flesh, you're going to fail." Yes. And so I learned to really lean into God and know that He was the only answer. Mm. So. In and out of hospital, many hospitals, uh, ambulances, backwards and forwards, every emergency back in the ambulance. And then his last 18 days was at a very beautiful new hospital in the city centre of Cape Town, where a uh, specialist physician took, him, took on his case and said that well, this time he had bed sores and sores on his heels, and he said, "Rose, let me have a go at this." Let I want to see how I can help Lionel. He was also a believer. And they did so much. And uh, we were so excited Like his heart couldn't handle it. His heart muscle was so damaged that even if we gave him all these new parts, his heart still wouldn't be able to go on. And so I knew that he was going and... On that last day, as a family, we were all around his bed. We had sung. We had prayed with him. We had spoken to him, uh, asked forgiveness for anything we didn't know about, and vice versa. He just nodded, and we were far away some of the times that we spoke to him. And then at about lunchtime on the 25th of October, 2018, the room was just so full of the presence of God And I'm sure many people that could tell their story about a loved one dying would say the same, that they knew when the person was crossing to heaven because there is a sense of the Lord himself comes and the angels of heaven come and fetch your loved one. And I remember when he took his last breath, I remember saying to the Lord, Lord, I wish I could take him home. I know he's not in his body anymore, yes. but this body that I've washed and tended and to, I loved. feel like taking it home like a well-worn jacket so oh. I can still brag to people and say, this is my amazing husband's body. Oh, I know he's in heaven. And it's just weird things that go through your head. Yes, and yes, but... and, uh, and uh, so he passed into heaven and the father said to me, rose. Nobody comes into heaven just like that. There is a preparation in the heavenlies to receive that loved one that is coming. He said the angels of heaven stand at attention they know that one is coming home and so there was such a sense of him being promoted yes. and going into the heavenlies. Oh,
0: that, that
1: must have been so we were we were Encouraging the staff and telling them about the magnificence of this person is not—they're not lost. They're just going on to their heavenly home, and so that's how he left this earth, and he's left behind an incredible legacy. Amen. Yes, that's for
0: sure.
1: And so my journey now is a journey of healing and a journey of remaking. And I must say, there are days of intense longing of course. just to see him again. Yes. Yeah.
0: Oh, you know. On that note, you know, I just it was must have been such a privilege just to have been in in those last hours with him, yes. and you yes. know, to usher him out. And but the Lord is so faithful, and you know, the fact yes. that you could share. Uh, this on to, to others as well and like you're sharing it with us right now but we would, like, yes. I'd love us just to get on to listening to Haven't Seen It Yet, is that not something very uh, profound right now, we haven't seen it yet and that is where we are going and I believe yeah. that Danny Gorky is going to give us, uh, share this beautiful song with us and then we'll follow up and continue our conversation straight after this Rose, thank you so much Pleasure Good afternoon, family and friends, and thank you for joining me this afternoon, Renette Mayberg on 79 AM. And this is the program where we give you wisdom, knowledge, and a bit of encouragement um, in times as we are going through right now. We have the really uh, have, uh, the privilege of having Rosemary Rudder uh, from Fishhook on uh, the line with us, and uh, Rosemary, we know that you're a pastor, you mentor, but you've also been through something very, very painful and 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 uh, losing a precious loved one, your husband. And we know after uh, death is a second phase, and that is mm. the, how do we go from here when it's happened? So if you could just give us your your just a bit of a, a background on your journey of where did yes. you when you, what did you do to pick up the pieces?
1: Yes. Thank you, Lynette. So, after that day that my husband passed away and went into heaven, uh, there was first the place of total denial, and everybody goes to it. You just feel, especially after nursing somebody for three and a half years, your body is so depleted and your strength is so depleted uh, physically that in the beginning, you almost have a sense of relief in a way because um, you're not getting up every hour of the night and preparing meals and doctor's appointments and going to the physio and the speech therapist. And yes. I just want to say on that aspect about going to all these therapies, my husband, when he went to the speech therapist, they would teach him with flashcards. Yes. um group all the fruit together and all the animals together and he would be rolling his eyes and doing all these things they had asked of him and then one day he couldn't anymore and he tapped his head and he said intellect and Mm. he was crying out that he doesn't want to do apples and pears but he wants his intellectual knowledge back Mm. and um, when we go through a crisis like a stroke uh, COVID and maybe if you're blessed and you're recovering from COVID and you find yourself having some disability, it might have left some scarring on your lungs, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. I found it very important during that time to remember who my husband was and what he did and to remind him and to remind others because he changed so much from this really intellectual, brilliant speaker. Not even been able to say the word orange, oh, and uh, him hard. crying out for his intellectual property. But they explained to us, and this is a building block even beyond loss. They explained to us that memory comes together in blocks of information. All the fruit belongs in one group. All the animals in one group, and so as they re those groups in the mind, yes. so then vocabulary comes and those other places of intellect follow. Very
0: good information,
1: And that. it's a very, very good point. Yes. But in the place of uh, mourning, we have to know that there are building blocks yes. to recovery as well. Wow.
0: So
1: the, the person that was sick went through all their, all their stages and... You were there to encourage them, or maybe now that COVID you can't be there, but the staff that are there are the lifeline to your loved one, and they've got to go through all those things. They become the counselor, they encourage you with your loved one. Uh, but for you, the one that's on this side of it, there is a there are building blocks to picking up your life again and to go through mourning. Yes. And I find it very frustrating that there were certain people uh, ones and twos, not many, that after the first three months wanted me to get over it. You know, yes, they said, come on now, it's been three months. Famous words. Really. <laughs> so ridiculous. <laughs> and the reason people want us to move on from this, this uh, process, these building blocks of recovery, is because it's very inconvenient for them to have to damp down and rein in their joy and happiness. But it's so actually what we actually need is their joy and happiness. Yes. And we want them to talk about the one that's gone to heaven with, um, with joy and, and help us make new memories. So the first part is denial. The per- I uh, was denying that I was in pain, because not, not consciously. I picked up running the church and went to such gusto and my life tank was being filled by watching people's lives change. But I didn't stop long enough to mourn in the beginning. Yes. And that's called denial. Mm. Then when we get through denial, I was so shocked when I hit this place called Anger. Because wow. it's denial, anger, mm. bargaining, surrendering, and acceptance. Those are the building blocks. And denial did its work. I was in denial, getting on happily. But when I thought, this is it, I need to just um, draw aside and acknowledge that my husband died. Um, I'm walking around with a bleeding heart and a leg hanging like oh, on a geez. thread. I need to stop. And then I was so shocked at the anger, the anger towards people, anger towards God, the anger towards Lionel, why must I now be sitting with like leading something that I was not a natural leader, I was a natural speaker and a storyteller and running in the depths of God, that these huge decisions yes. of what the church Co- looked completely like. Completely different, yeah, yes. Completely different. And in the middle of it, the church was all closed. And it was. I was angry, very angry. Yes. And so during this process of mourning, even mourning losing the year 2020, there are many that are mourning one whole year. Children are mourning that they've lost a year of schooling and they might even have to repeat year. It's not an
0: area. That's not a loss.
1: Yeah. And um, that everything that, for them, everything is upside down. Yes. So anyhow, on my journey of anger, I found myself starting to take it out on people, Mm. not saying to them, I'm angry because Lionel died, but I wanted to say to them, where were you when I needed you? mm -hmm. But I couldn't. So instead, I would stuff that anger in, and I don't know what I did with it, but I remember one day saying to the Lord, I need you to deliver me from this. So I'm angry. I'm angry that he was only 66 and he could have, we could have had another 10 years of coffee shops, which we loved, yes. and yes. ministry and traveling. I said, I need you to hear me of this anger yes. and I need you to pull it out by the roots. Yes. And then you know what the Lord said to me, Renette? He said, I want you to give Lionel to me. Wow. You do not have to measure out his medicine. You do not have to see that he eats the right food. You do not have to see that his legs aren't swelling. He is whole. and, I He's am more than and able, whole in heaven. Yes. And I'm more than able to look after him. Wow. Beautiful. Because I had this thing that I had to go with him in the animal mm-hmm. everywhere. I had to be with him. Because nobody could do it the way I could do it yes. because I loved him more yeah. than anybody else. Mm-hmm. And so there are many people today that their loved one passed away in a COVID ward and they feel um, devastated and overwhelmed that they weren't there.
0: And also possibly but, angry because they weren't there. And
1: angry. Yeah, and angry at the government and angry at all of these things. Angry at themselves, angry at God. Mm. But You know, before the day that my husband passed away, a friend phoned me. She said to me, Rose, I had a vision. I saw the whole floor of that hospital, full of angels. They had come as an entourage sent by heaven to fetch Lionel. And two days after he died, they said, it's taken, she said, it's taken them two days to leave in formation as the Lord instructed them to come back to heaven. And there were two big angels and two walked at the end and two walked ahead, ready now to go to heaven. And the, and the two looked back to the last one and said, come on, let's go. And that last one said, I've been asked to stay for woe.
0: Oh, beautiful.
1: And so I want to encourage people that even though you personally were not able to sit there with your loved one, the Father himself has sent his entourage It says that the Lord has given his angels charge over us, and they did not die alone, that the the whole of heaven was prepared for that one to come home to the family of God in heaven. And um, I want to to encourage your heart that action from the body is present with the Lord. And anger will come. It's normal. And you will feel upset. And do not suppress it, but go before the Lord. I remember when we had to leave our big house to go to a small house so that I could get Lionel in and out. And I took a whole lot of old trip crockery and had a Greek party smashing all this crockery (laughs) against the back walls. And stood there afterwards and said, it's done. You know, that's 10 Letting go, yes.
0: letting go. Wow, that must have been quite a quite a, a process to go through. But before we, can, I would love us just to continue. I'd love it afterwards, um, after this next song that we're going to listen to. Yes. Um, you know, we just to encourage us on some pointers. What did you do, you know, for yourself in the process of um of healing? But we first sure. we're going to listen to "It's Time for the Reign of God" by Brian Dirksen yes. and Brenda Yance. Thank you. Welcome back. And thank you so much for joining me again this afternoon. I have Rosemary Ritter on um, the line with us. And she's just sharing her amazing journey that the Lord has just uh, walked with her after her husband passed away. And I know we're all going through some losses in this time. But, uh, Rose, you would just I would love you just to encourage us and just give us how did you personally take on some, uh, you know, how did you help yourself? personally, through this this
1: journey? I will certainly do that. You know, in Psalm 116, it says, I am passionately in love with God because He listens to me. He hears my prayers and answers them. As long as I live, I'll keep praying to Him. For He stoops down to listen to my heart's cry. Death once stirred me in the face." And I was so close to slipping into dark shadows. I was terrified and overcome with sorrow. I cried out to the Lord, come God, save me. He was so kind and so gracious to me because of his passion towards me. Mm. He made everything right and he restored me. So I've learned from my experience that God protects the childlike and humble ones. For I was broken and brought low, but he answered me, and came to my rescue. That is Psalm 160, verse 1 to 6, from the Passion Translation, which reads so aptly into what I was going through. And so after Lionel had passed away, I spent the first three months literally sleeping, laying on my bed, sleeping, curled up, sleeping, waking up and sleeping. My body just needed to be restored. From turning and picking him up and uh, lifting him and just and sleep in itself is just so therapeutic. And rather than being tempted to just get up as if life, you know, that life is normal, to take time to look after yourself and to sleep when you can sleep. Because now uh, I found myself suddenly living with my children, which we chose to do already during week of illness so that I had help in the night. And, uh, and so, but I, I had no responsibility. So sleep was my friend. And the second thing was to make sure that you eat, that you can run on adrenaline for so long that you need to eat and sleep. I found that walking was very, very good. I couldn't read. I've only just started to read now, two and a half years later. I just could not focus long enough to read. But I found music extremely helpful, yes. playing music. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to sing with it even, just mindlessly let it play over me. Yes. I've been through the bargaining process. God, mm-hmm. if you, you know, take me out of my pit right now, I will go to the nations and then, of course, Know, airplanes have been anywhere, so God, I didn't listen to my mm. bargaining. Yes. <laughs> um, I came to the acceptance. Mm. Uh, one of my biggest stumbling blocks, and I hope this speaks to help somebody, was I needed to be accepted and loved for who I am in my life mm. and my core, and not be forever introduced as the apostle Lionel Rudder, blah um, his whole pedigree and today we have his wife speaking. Exactly, yes. And so there was a place inside of me that was that the devil got onto and started to tell me that I was only who I was alongside my husband and his call. And now that he wasn't there, my ministry as a woman was frowned upon or um, people don't phone or whatever it is because they loved us as a couple, not as an individual. Well, we can't say that anymore. (laughs) And that can take us to a very dark place. Yes. And I would be absolutely blunt on this program because I'm through this and because I wanted to touch lives of those that feel hopeless today. I got to a stage when I didn't want to live anymore. I can imagine. So I was doing all the smiling and all the right things on the outside. But on the inside, I couldn't understand what was the purpose of promises of going to nations. And even if they said I was going to the moon, it didn't excite me that wasn't going to be with Lionel. Absolutely. I can imagine. Terrible. And uh, my children went for a drive one day, and I sat in the lounge. They asked me to go with them. I said no. And I sat in the lounge. And I started to contemplate hanging myself. As I say, I'm being absolutely blunt.
0: Absolutely. We need that transparency.
1: Yes. And I went onto the internet and I started researching it in the three hours that they were gone. And there was a lot of things that I thought about. And the only reason, obviously, the Lord stretched his hand out to me, but the reason being that I did not want my, family and my grandchildren to come home to see me hanging from a rafter and it took me a week to tell my sister because I felt now I'm in a dangerous place so I told my sister and she nearly jumped over the coffee table and said how can you do that all that you've done for God you'll go to hell and she was really like upset with me and I said I'm not going to do it I want to be accountable And from that place of deep, deep, deep darkness, the the Lord started to pick me up. And He said, Rose, those two art canvases that you bought, Lionel, that He never painted on, I want you to pick it up and start to paint. And that's how. And uh, that's your and that was
0: your step for step journey. I have to have yeah. you back on that pro on, on my program. I'd love you just to yeah. chat to us about you know that part as well, because yeah. you know it's so important to to really get that shift. And you know yeah. we are so blessed to have you still with us, and we're so grateful that that shift happened. And you know Rosemary, we just appreciate and love you so much, and we are so under your teachings, we just know it's such a practical, beautiful way. How can we tap into, how can our listeners view you, listen to you, see you, uh, give us a little bit of um, how they can contact you?
1: Right. So just before lockdown, the Lord said to me, get on to Facebook Live. He said, no time to practice. This is the way to go. (laughs) And so every morning at 10 a.m., it's called Rosemary Verda Facebook Live. And I spend an hour online every morning. I still sometimes go on in the evenings as well. And as you are all, whoever's listening, you are so welcome to join. You can also find all the back teachings on Rosemary Rooder YouTube.
0: Thank you so much, Rosemary. I, I can just tell you, listeners, treat yourself. Go on. When you start, you're not going to be able to stop And fortunately you can look at the um watch the reruns as well you know if you don't yeah. make it in the morning every day so please go tune in and have a mm-hmm. feast of good solid sound practical teaching and uh may the lord just bless you uh rosemary and thank you for being who thank you for. are thank you for your transparency your honesty And coming onto a program um, and speaking publicly about where you've been and, and what you've been through, we just bless you, bless your ministry. May the Lord just continuously use you as a mighty woman of God. To influence and, af- and affect and infect um, and uh, all those that are listening to you and come under your ministry and hear what you got to say, and we just trust the Lord re- that you will just be supernaturally blessed from this day onwards. And the same there for you, listeners. I pray an incredible journey. Be celebrate life. Um, enjoy. The breath of of God. Uh, He is the breath of God. He reminded me in Job uh, 10 verse 12. He says, Every living creature is in his hands, and he is the breath of life and for every human being. So he has us in this time. So just trust and be obedient. Stick to the rules and be safe. And thank you, Rosemary, for joining us again. I'm definitely going to be chatting to you soon. May the Lord just bless you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Rosemary. Thank you, listeners. Gladly. We'll see you next week. Same time. Sometimes. Bye. Bye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.